0: we are not in control of anything and human beings have been struggling with this for as long as you human beings have existed. If we can control anything, especially uh, any, the only thing we're in control of is ourselves. Right. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I chose this beverage today. That's,
1: did you though? Did you? I, you no. were, if,
2: did you? As a true Calvinist, Brian, you know, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was chosen for you by it a was. series of things.
0: There you go. So, so, right. We're, we're, we're not in control. Oh.
1: Welcome to episode 225 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft-brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burkhoff, will address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand.
0: And whether you're a longtime listener or new to the show, That Good Brew might be in one of these Fine Pub Theology live tumblers. I say these as if you can see it. If you are watching our Facebook live stream, which happens every Tuesday afternoon, you will uh, see it. And you can get one of these by becoming a patron. Patron. A patron. I can speak. A patron. Listen, this is my second podcast of the day, okay? Back to back. You might uh, put uh, some uh, Patron in your pint glass. So. You <laughs> might put some Patron in your Patreon patron pint glass. There he goes that fast sometimes. Uh, become a patron at Patreon.com/PTLive to support the show. You also get access to some videos of pre and post show banter, and while supplies last one of these wonderful pub theology pint glasses. So that's Patreon.com/PTLive. And as always, we thank our current patrons.
2: This week we'll be talking about suffering, compassion fatigue, and negative feelings. So we're going to need a drink to do all that.
0: I think <laughs> we might need to. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: I've got a nine percenter so I can I can have uh, go, <laughs> <you. laughs> nice <laughs> Brian what are you drinking today
1: I am uh, bringing back the five o'clock whistle from Big Heart Brewing in Heart Michigan of Vienna IPA it is quite nice even for non-IPA
0: drinkers mm-hmm. you, you keep saying that as if one day it will be true uh- <laughs> Ogan,
2: what are you drinking today
0: <laughs> uh spring is in the air it is it is 70 degrees over here it in is. the mid-atlantic oh it's a beautiful day out and i have not been out to enjoy any of it but uh we go in with a flying dog royal crush is an orange crush ale so mm-hmm. it's it It felt springy it felt it felt you know fruity and nice wait yeah. so it's 70
1: uh, degrees and
0: you guys it's... literally just had snow
2: yeah, yeah we had snow three days ago I yeah,
0: we, love had a, it. we had a we had a what is it a cyclone bomb a bomb yeah, cycle it was
2: i mean it was it horizontal like, slow <laughs> if you look outside it looks like a blizzard because it's like swirling around
0: yeah yeah it was it was and and so like, you woke what? up
2: saturday to like complete white like swirling snow and then today is 70 degrees
0: yeah perfect yeah. um i have to i have to read the description of how they make this we have a saying here: "Flying dog." When life gives you oranges, squeeze them until they're dry, then add a bunch of alcohol. So, there you go. <laughs> that is perfect. That is perfect. All right, Shannon. What's the nine percenter?
2: So I am drinking uh, Monument City Brewing Company's. Um, this is here. You go, Brian. This will be an honor of you guys. This is a Belgian style triple called "A Walk Through Brussels," oh, and it's oh, got nice. this fun little can. There's no. There's no Monument doesn't do fun little sayings, but it's. Um, it's brewed in downtown Baltimore. Like I actually know exactly where it is. So when you guys come to town, we can swing by, Sweet. um, but it is, I haven't had it yet. Derek had it the other day. Mm. Um, it smells delicious. It's got that great color too. A great caramel color.
1: That's nice. The triple.
2: Oh, see, we're twinsies with the color.
0: Ooh, mine's it's a, a little or- more orange you
2: got more orange definitely
0: yeah. definitely looks like i spilled some orange juice in this thing and, yes. and i yeah. can actually taste the orange nice. i was night. gonna
2: say that actually looks like it's got orange like juice in it i mean it doesn't but it looks like it anyway so all right try out your beers guys hey i'm, I'm gonna put out a call because Ogan and i are in the same area and we like to drink local but if you have a local brewery that's not necessarily on the map that you want us to know like send us a thing on Facebook or social media or whatever, and be like, hey, check this one out. We think you'd like it. Cause yep, I'm yep. I'm ready to branch out a little.
1: Do it. Yeah, that holds true for uh, Baltimore, DC area, but also Michigan brewery. If you got something that, that I should check out, haven't heard of, uh, or even something that we can get access to at our local stores that we haven't heard of, but is distributing.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: On to today's topics. All right. So what is a famous movie that you have never seen?
2: Ogan, you're muted.
1: <laughs> Damn it.
0: <laughs> trying to be trying to be quiet in the background there. Uh I'm 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 gonna lose my guy, my guy cred for this. I have not seen The Godfather. <clears throat> oh, you stole my thunder! I have not seen Oh my it. god! Neither
1: are you kidding me?
2: Neither one of you have seen The Godfather. I, I can
0: not. I can quote the movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, you guys, it's so I can good tell though. you what
0: happens in it. Cause so it's many so other people so talked good. about
2: it.
1: Right. It's no, like a it's cultural a- reference that you feel like you kind of have a, the basic
0: idea, but I've no, never seen it. No, but
2: it's legit it so good. Oh, have you seen Goodfellas at least?
0: I've seen Goodfellas. I have seen Goodfellas, yes. Uh, but I've not seen The Godfather. Whoops.
2: I like to tell this story. Derek, Derek knew he loved me when I quoted the Goodfellas at him, and oh, yeah. he was like, "That's it. I'm I'm done. I'm head over heels." All right. Okay. So <laughs> if you'd asked me, oh good.
0: I was gonna say I'm hearing that we have to have like a pub theology gangster movie night.
2: Um. Yeah. Yes. And it's gonna be The Godfather followed by Goodfellas. But,
0: and I've also never seen The
1: Sopranos. Not a movie, but I've never seen the. Oh, actually,
2: the I I mean I've said this before, but like the only thing that's come close to The Sopranos is Succession. Succession is like. It this yeah. last season of Succession eked over the line.
0: Ooh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. So, um, so
1: Shannon, the, your answer to this is I've seen them all.
2: So actually, <laughs> if you'd asked me a couple years ago, I had never seen the Rocky movies. Yo.
1: Uh, yeah. Mm.
2: And so, but Derek's made me. I get like tag, I get to watch. Have to watch <laughs> like <laughs> one a year. <laughs> around one a year i think i got a break during the pandemic i think we're on five or six i've, I've
0: not seen them all i think i've seen the first three and then i tapped I've out.
2: definitely seen the first three i think i've seen four anyway but you know what actually um i was listening to a podcast episode of um the armchair expert with roy Choi. roy Choi was on the armchair expert and they did a scarface reference and mm-hmm. then when you asked this question i've never seen scarface
0: like, oh, say hello to my little friend. Oh, that's that's a uh,
2: that's that's
0: um, nice. Nice, nice,
2: So yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen Casino. I think that one's pretty. We
0: definitely having a gangster movie night,
2: right? Yeah, um,
0: we do. We gotta catch up on. You something.
2: know what? Okay, I'm gonna go in a different direction. I've never seen Napoleon Dynamite, and that was like big. Oh. Yeah, that was. Like, I have a big seen that. One. Like <laughs> yes. that, people like quoted, nerded out, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So that there you go there that was one i
1: resisted for a while shannon and then yeah. I finally i don't even remember i was with a buddy or something and he's like you gotta watch this so we watched it and i'm like kind of funny but it, i don't know it's, it's kind i of didn't weird. i didn't
0: get it on my first view and yeah, kind of i had weird. A, i had to watch it a second time to really uh, get like uh, what yeah and it, there's... it was just so off the bean path. okay
2: so listen it's not the godfather and so at this point i'm not putting two watchings in my no like
1: yeah move yeah. along
2: but yeah i i i really like i'm gonna lean in a little bit brian on sabbatical i'm giving you homework and you need to watch the godfather okay you can just watch one just one you don't need to watch two and three okay. although there's yeah. lots of argument but just watch the Father. and isn't
1: it like the 50th anniversary right now it is and it came
2: back to theaters for like one day and i couldn't go okay
0: so is there is there some way we can set it up so that we watch it live together and live stream us watching it together <laughs> i don't think
2: we can live stream the movie but we could we could um what was that show yeah we could do a alien... mystery science
1: theater three thousand. Uh, yes. yes we
2: could do that where like basically they watch us watch it but
0: we should i'm but sure there'd be a high demand that?
2: for that i was gonna say
0: you don't you don't know that you don't you don't, we, you'd be surprised what people want to watch.
2: Show the back of our heads. You
0: know? <laughs> you'd yeah. be surprised
1: what people want to watch. Oh my gosh. Wow. Ugh. Wow. So, all right. So we've got some homework to do. And listeners, uh, feel free to post in the comments or to our wall uh, on social media. If there's a famous movie you've never seen, let us know what it is.
0: Well, Spoken
2: this beer is delicious. You need to look for it.
0: What is it? What uh, message me what it is. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll look at it. Up. I'll walk it. It. That's through that's Brussels. I'll walk through Brussels. Through Brussels. All right. I'll try to find it.
1: All right. A quote here from Helen Keller. She said, Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. And so the question for us is how do you navigate things like the news uh, and sort of receiving experiences of suffering, let alone your own suffering? And have you ever felt like you've hit a wall or what you might call compassion fatigue
0: um is it is it is it bad to say is it is it, is it inappropriate or wrong to say um
2: uh, i don't know but you're gonna say it anyway
0: i'm 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 asking I'm, I'm asking, <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> Yes, but go ahead. yeah You know, what? never mind. Never mind. <laughs> no, right. no. it, go ahead.
2: It, no, it, you got to say it now. It, it
0: didn't turn out so well for Helen overcoming the suffering. So <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. Point out the obvious. Point, point out the obvious. Um, That's not but, where I
1: thought you were going to go, but okay.
0: Where did you think I was going to go? Kimberly? I thought <laughs> you were going to say yes.
1: I, I God have, only I, knows. You're like, I have compassion fatigue and I don't care anymore. There you go. So, um, I mean,
2: really, I could, I feel like I could say that sometimes. Like, I can't being in ministry for this long and and especially the last couple of years like i can't remember the last time i wasn't tired
0: mm-hmm. from
2: you know the like oh my god that's so hard i'm so sorry like from like i can still say it i can still be genuine when i say it mm-hmm. but like the the sheer volume that that has taken on yeah I, And, and I'll say that like, that used to be a unique thing and that other people around me could carry the compassion for me. Um, when, and, and right now that's not the case, right. That like, we're all in that boat of compassion fatigue. And, um, and especially if you're a person that doesn't buy into comparative suffering, right. (laughs) Where, where we have a hierarchy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we're like that. Okay. Nobody has time for that you know
0: and we like well that's Uh, your issue
2: oh i'm sorry you broke your toe who gives a shit like people are like you know whatever anyway
0: people people are dying literally
2: exactly and like (laughs) you stubbed your toe like nobody cares you know so
0: so shannon it seems to me like you're
1: talking about the the um the level of compassion it takes in the role of clergy in terms of parishioners and people you are sort of shepherding spiritually Which is a huge part of the job and also yeah carries a lot of 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 weight and and takes a toll. And then would you include in that like just stuff that's happening out in the world like global pandemic, Ukraine, you know, name, you know, the election name the, you know, big issue
0: to that point. That's why it's worse for us. because because we are we are we are also the people. So so we are feeling the 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 emotional weight of the pandemic as an individual of the Ukraine wars and we're feeling all of that. And then it's 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 we got to be there for people who come to us feeling their weight of that and what they're going through. So in many ways, it's compounded for us. Um, and, you know, other other people in similar professions who, yeah. uh, you know, uh, not just medical folk, but but psychologists, psychologists, I mean, hey, therapists, therapist, counselors, right, all the helping professions. It's like it's like people are people are looking to us and, and those other roles to 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 help guide them through and navigate and support. And it's like, yeah, we're feeling that. Too, which is which is why always a good advice for people in the helping profession is to go find your own circle of other mm-hmm. people who are doing the same thing as you are, so that you can collectively share the weight of all of that. But the but the weight's still there, um, and I think it was it was one of the it, it was one of the tipping point things for me. I think in in leaving full time ministry at, on the tail end of of COVID. Uh, because for a lot of uh, it, it felt, and this could be imagined on my part, but based on some things I know some people said, it really felt like there there was a not a folks drawing a connection that I'm 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 being affected by the pandemic too. Like I'm feeling right. all the fears and the angst. i I'm, I'm worried about my child halfway across the country in in a in a major city with other students. I'm worried about my parents. All of that's worry. And people are calling me and asking like, you know, what what are what are the spiritual tools that we can use to help alleviate this? I'm like, fuck if I know. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm hurting right. here too. But but we can't save that. <laughs>
2: well but what we what we can do and I would recommend like I recommend this for any group, right? Is that like what I can't so I'm gonna equate this to something, maybe this sounds horrible but like when i complain to someone that i have a funeral this week a normal person's response is like believes that i am in grief right and oh my god i'm so sorry blah blah and i'm like no no no, no." like it was expected they were old like you know in a lot of ways this is a blessing it's like but really it's cramping my saturday like (laughs) and this is what i'm angry about but i can't say that to everybody like They're like, that is disrespectful on every level Yes. except for other people who understand what I'm saying.
1: Right, because it is is your your literal job to do funerals so there is that grieving part, but it's also part of the job.
2: Yeah, or take it away from a funeral because it really does sound horrible with a funeral or a wedding, like I'll put it on a wedding. (laughs)
0: like well we'll cut that part don't worry
2: no no it's fine i don't I
0: know weddings better god damn it no, these weddings people are worse these, for these me. people in love i gotta go i gotta go weddings show weddings are them. worse
2: for me because it's friday night <laughs> and saturday and i'm like
0: oh <sighs> now you're just taking
2: all my time off there
0: you go and
2: i have like i'm the one in between your mothers you know so i've right. got to deal with bride mom and groom mom and like whatever they want and everybody's fake nice which i hate like at least yeah. at a funeral, like people are kind of real, you know, and whatever. <laughs> anyway, but but if you say that to somebody, there's just this like, oh, that's wonderful. You're doing a wedding and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. anyway, but I will, I just, I want to go back. Nadia Boltzweber, I believe says this beautiful thing um, about how suffering and pain can scoop out parts of ourselves that then joy can fill. And I think this quote is kind Ooh. of getting it yeah nice. it's, it's great it's beautiful i like that. um it's kind of getting at this thing of like we're in the hope business that's the business we're in we're not in the solving business like we're not politicians we're not world leaders we're not like our job is to not solve these problems our our job is to have hope of overcoming it in a world yeah. full of suffering.
1: yeah that's- that's beautiful. I like that.
0: So, so is, about... is there is there anesthesia for the scooping? Because that sounds just downright painful.
2: <laughs> well, as Kate Bowler would say, don't you know, Ogan? Being Christian solves all the problems.
0: Oh, like, excuse me.
2: Solves all the problems. I don't know if you knew that, but it does. I did. Solves all, I, all the problems.
1: And as the person who's the preacher, you're you're also the the problem solver, the person who, who can <laughs> you know answer all the questions. And so I was going to follow up and say, what about Feeling, you know, overwhelmed by, I guess, or wondering where the line is about having to address every major world event uh, as a pastor and as a preacher.
0: Well, I think it's important that when we do that, that we share that we are in the struggle too, right? And we're not showing up here to give you an answer. We're we're here at least when I did it, it was always I'm here to remind you. About these tools that can help you navigate it. And just so you know, I haven't quite figured out how to do it for myself yet. Mm -hmm. I'm I am in this, I'm in this with you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I guess I was thinking more about like, you know, when something major happens on a Friday or Saturday and you've already got your service and sermon planned, and people are like, if your church doesn't address X and and Mm -hmm. spend X amount of time, and it's like sometimes you don't have the bandwidth to to redo everything.
2: And didn't we? did we talk about maybe that was a post-show conversation where we talked about, like, at some point you've just got to make a decision. And at some point you've also got to say like, we're, that's just going to be in the prayers. Yes. Like I can't change every single, like if we changed every service yeah. for everything that was happening in the world, um, we,
0: we would never write a talk till like <laughs> 10 minutes before. we, right. uh, we I mean, started. You'd,
2: <laughs> you'd be checking, you'd be scrolling the news during the announcements, you know, to be like, what do I need to talk about today or whatever? But
0: so Um. i i I think uh in in my experience in my experience uh uh, a lot of the a lot of the universality of of like the christian and spiritual messages really uh you could you can almost shoehorn any world event happening in into it right and and again I think transparency is important. So you may mention it and then say, this just happened. I am still trying to formulate my own thoughts around this. I'm going to hit you up next week or or I'm going to write a blog post about it or something. But you're right. It's, It's 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 this added pressure. If we don't realize that it's it's okay to say, yeah, I I haven't even figured out how I feel about this in order to come up here and tell you, you know, how how you can how you can navigate it. And I think and I think this is uh, part of the part of the why sometimes church becomes a toxic workplace for clergy is that not everybody gets this and they roll in with an expectancy and when we don't meet that expectancy. Then we're the bad guy, or we yeah. fail at our job, or we're not a good uh you know pastor minister or preacher, and we're like uh we we in the same boat as you guys,
2: right yeah well, and the the most trouble that I've ever gotten into after a sermon, and rightfully or wrongly, but I think in this case, like it really has changed, but it was the day after George Zimmerman was acquitted, and that was a Saturday night decision,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I went out there without processing it and I was very raw in the midst of it. I don't think I said anything wrong, but because I was so raw in it and I didn't present it in this way that said, "Hey, I'm raw about this, like I'm wrestling with this," but I presented it in a formulated thought, you know, and yeah. that that was the problem. Yeah. And so it didn't leave room for, "Hey, this is coming out of a feeling place and not a thinking place." Right. You know, yeah. um and and we just have to be we prescribe over and over again we write these little notes to people to be gentle with themselves and like we have got to have that grace extended to us and i would dare yeah. to say mostly by ourselves like <laughs> yes
1: yes <laughs> extend sure.
2: the grace to yourself yep to be gentle and to give yourself permission you know i said it after george floyd where Minister's anxiety went through the roof about what to say and how to say it appropriately and blah blah blah. And I was like, if you haven't been doing this work the whole time, one,
0: Bingo. welcome to
2: the party. I'm glad you're here, but you need to take some freaking baby steps. Like, yes. you know. Anyway.
0: Yep, yep, It's the whole thing. Um, um, uh, hitting up Facebook for open question. Famous movie we've never seen. We've uh, another Godfather. Apparently, a lot, lot, no, lot. watch
2: of, the Godfather. It is that good. I of, promise you, you will not be disappointed.
0: A lot, lot of closet non-Godfather also viewer on
1: Twitter. Clark, Clark on Twitter has not seen um the Godfather.
0: There you go. See, Aww. see, may not be as popular as we say. And what, as I got Dan. a couple
1: more on Twitter, but why don't you do the
0: Facebooks? Before? Uh, uh, and Pam on Facebook, Titanic. Oh, oh Titanic. don't skip it. The boat sinks. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert: the boat sinks. <laughs> It. But he got on Twitter. That's it for Facebook. Right? Yeah. So Tom on Twitter
1: says, "I've only seen the first 20 minutes of Pulp Fiction. Does that count? It's the only <gasps> movie I've actually walked out on." What? Say what again?
2: Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. On, okay. If you Tom. don't like violence, if you don't like violence.
1: Yeah. It. It's. I. I can see that. But man, stick with it.
2: Oh my god. And, it's so good. And,
0: and that's not the most violent movie of a, in a, in a, what's his name? What's,
2: oh, my oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like the least violent Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino. Tarantino,
1: right? Yeah. Tarantino movie. It's like right. the yeah. least violent. So the next one is literally unforgivable. Jared on Twitter has never seen Back to the Future. Great Scott. Oh. That might be my number one favorite movie of all time.
0: Really? Really? Okay, that says more hmm. about you than anything. Hey, I'm just, you know, I ain't mad at Jared anymore. Seriously, Back to the Future.
2: I mean, I Come feel on, like man. compared to like the freaking Godfather, like whatever, you know.
0: Hey. I mean, I mean, yes, it is a cultural touchstone movie, but best ever? That's a I'm lot. i I'm not saying it's
1: the best. I'm saying yeah. it's like I, I when you I said your favorite. That, Sorry, like
0: I'm, your, I, your favorite. I'm I'm filled
1: with positive feelings. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Nostalgia and
0: happiness and anyway
2: of, of a guy whose mom kisses him you know that's what he I, was,
0: I was just about to go there i'm just freudian. about to go there
2: it's, oh, goodness, it's freudian
0: look mcfly why don't you make like a tree and get out of here i was sipping some bears like let me swallow and say and you beat me to the punch
2: if you're yeah. if you're preaching a narrative lectionary it's the curse of the fig tree and you could you could quote that if you want this week there's the beginning of your sermon
1: there you go there you go all right moving along Moving along. Jesus said to the fig tree. (laughs) (laughs) The Catholic writer Joyce Rupp wrote, I heard a wise saying once that has helped me. Negative feelings are like stray cats. The more you feed them, the more they hang around. So that's her quote. My question is, how do you navigate between staying positive and actually letting yourself feel what you are feeling? You know is there a healthy balance there do you give some credence to what she's saying like don't give in to negative feelings what do you think
0: um i look to the buddhist for this and this is where mindfulness practice is really helpful um there's a there's a technique that's been popularized by a, a tara brock it, it's it's called rain and it's you know it's that four-step process of of recognize allow investigate and then nurture and <clears throat> it's and and we've been we've been programmed socialized indoctrinated to go negative feelings are bad avoid them at all costs uh bypass move on get to the toxic positivity and that we're not good spiritual students or good christians if we get stuck in the negativity which is which is a load of crap um and so so if we if we're experiencing negative feelings and i don't believe any feeling is negative so let me start there Fe- feelings are just what they are right so so what do we call negative feelings sadness anger like jealousy they they are just what they are and they're simply arrows pointed to deeper places that need to be addressed and healed and, and explored. So so I'm grateful for all the feelings that arise because they tell me what's what's up deep inside me that I may not be consciously aware of.
1: But some stray cats are uglier than others. I mean
0: Yeah. Well, I mean See, I... You, you don't you don't you don't want more you don't want you don't want to be overrun by stray cats. <laughs> Yeah. And at the same point in time, uh, the rush—the rush to avoid—is—is is part of the issue, yeah. right? If if we can sit with what comes up, whether we want to judge it as negative and positive, and I think if we, if we take away the labels, that will help. But if we just sit with—not to get all Buddhist—but if we sit with what arises and and not try to push it away in a hurry then we can really begin to get to the bottom of why am i having this response what is within me that is yet to be resolved or 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 worked on or or, or healed and then then it becomes a true pathway to to liberation as opposed to just the let me squelch these let me jump over them let me get to the toxic positivity and not deal with stuff and then suddenly like you know explode at some random time not that that's ever happened to me at all i listen i before shannon johnson i love that phrase you just threw in there toxic
1: positivity yeah
2: yeah that's a yeah that's a thing it, it's a thing Wow. and i i so i agree with everything that you said Ogan, which is rare but I did.
0: I'll take it. I will take and, it. <laughs> mark what, Mark the time.
2: <laughs> and where I can where I can argue where I can argue back with her. Ah. Is if I change, I so oftentimes I think that we um use thoughts and feelings interchangeably. Yes. and I think in this case, mm. if you said negative thoughts are like state, stray cats, you the more you feed them, the more they hang around then I absolutely agree with her, right? Then you're on board. Then I'm on board because then like I'm ruminating where like, oh my God, why did I, like I'm replaying that conversation, which again, by the way, the solution to both of these things is mindfulness, but nonetheless, right? Like, and, and dealing with your crap, like all of your insecurities and where they came from and why they're there to sit there and say like, who am I really trying to please by having been perfect in that moment when I wasn't? But but that we can definitely feed those those ruminations. We can definitely feed those thoughts, and keep ourselves in positions where they reappear over and over and over again. Um,
0: and I hundred percent agree with everything you said. This is like we having some like <laughs> quantum entanglement happening here. Okay, synergy. Cue <laughs> the angelic chorus. Wow,
2: And because I think, I think Rogan's right, like feelings are feelings, feelings are what they are. And we absolutely have to deal with them and notice them and whatever. I do, I do think thoughts can, they can come and they can go, but we can also grab onto them and hold them tightly and not let them go in a way that like, they'll just keep coming back and we condition ourselves to be in that place.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's an excellent differentiation between thoughts and feelings because feelings simply uh are what the, they're just they just are, right? And um and I think it's if we took her quote at that level, it this is sort of a feel-goodism that's insulting to people who are dealing with depression, people who are uh, you know, in the midst of a, a place where the feelings are are bigger than just a a quote that will make me realize I'm doing it wrong. Like that, that's like almost counterproductive. And so, yeah. And, you know, if you asked her, you know, we're not in conversation with her, maybe if we, you know, if she parsed this out a little better, she'd say, yeah, I, I, I probably really, what I meant was thoughts because she's a pretty thoughtful, um, writer as far as I've, um, you know, encountered her writings. And so she's not a, you know, uh, just think more positively and life will be better. Yeah. But I'm a,
2: so I'm a feeling first person. Like I feel first, then I think, and I will often, I've had to train myself to, before I say like, well, I really think this is what's happening. Like there was a period of time in my life where I would say, well, I feel this way. And, and I would really have to start checking myself of like, okay, do I feel this way? Cause it's hard to argue with somebody's feelings. True. right or yep. am i thinking this right and so like i've i've tried to do that work because language listen language is important it just is it, but it is my my thought would be if we were in, if we were in conversation with her whether or not she used feelings or thoughts my guess is is that what we're saying would be the spirit of what she's saying she would align yeah.
1: with what we're trying okay. with yeah, yeah. yeah with 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 and, our reaction to it
0: and we also have to mention that we have whole industries built on avoiding and numbing our feelings. Mm-hmm. And and we have to be very mindful of that. Like that is a major component of capitalism, right? There's a reason it's called retail therapy. <laughs> yes. Guilty as charged. I
2: mean, listen, if if I just had a better vacuum clean, oh, cleaner, everything would be better. That new Swiffer, <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh,
0: my gosh. Oh, I, listen, wow. I did. Uh, uh, if, if I, I just
1: enjoyed, became a Patreon member, I mean. If only. <laughs>
0: If only I would oh, feel sorry, so much better. Sorry, uh, in in my uh, in my, in my in my deepest grief days, there was a lot of retail therapy. I mean, a lot of retail therapy, a lot of which I have resold. Some of which I still go. I look at it and go like, why? What was I thinking? <laughs> what,
2: yeah.
0: what was I thinking when when that happened? But again, it was it was an effort to numb and 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 let's let's not delegitimize that. Yes, people, uh, you know, drugs alcohol sex uh you know we're talking about the movies but i can tell you there was a lot of there was a lot of tv numbing during during that first year of the pandemic right yeah Uh, so 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 there's so there's a balance between between healthy escapism and healthy self-care and and numbing the feelings and not allowing ourselves to feel the feelings
1: yeah and i i I think Oh, we we'd all there's, there's so many layers to this. And I think we're all sort of on board with you need to feel your feelings and acknowledge your feelings. And there are certain practices such as, you know, meditation and mindfulness that will help us get in touch with those and allow us to absorb them and process and come to a healthy place. And then there's times where you're simply in a space where you're like, fuck meditation. I don't feel like doing that today. I'm just going to binge this show and Mm -hmm. screw the world. If they, if they're going to judge me for that, that's just where I am. And sometimes that's where you are. And I mean, it's not where you want to live, but sometimes you're there.
2: There is such a thing as too much time in your head, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, there that that can actually bring you back around to the negativeness. I mean, in terms, in terms of living in a negative space, And mindlessness is sometimes just as important as mindfulness. You know,
0: everything in moderation, even moderation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just needed to. Yeah, good. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Ryan was like, I have feelings about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do. Oh, man. I got a lot of straight cats, too. But that's I mean,
0: I need to rationalize all the binging I'm going to do now that I have HBO.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too soon. All right. Moving along. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there's this, there's a verse in the Quran, which says, indeed, Allah will not change the condition of a people until they change what is in themselves. And when Allah intends for a people ill, there is no repelling it. Interesting text here. What Mm -hmm. does this say about the nature of God, Uh, maybe from a Muslim perspective? as well as about the human capacity to change? And are there similar passages to this in the Hebrew or Christian scriptures?
0: Um, uh, so uh, as a as a non-Muslim person who's not, <laughs> a lot of in-depth study Quran, so let me just lead with that. A good preface. <laughs> let me just lead with that. So two things I get from this. One, uh, we live life from the inside out. Right. So so our external circumstances are not going to shift until we shift internally. So that's one thing. The second part of this is really speaks to me of we can't control what other people do.
1: I, I just want to real quick say, yeah, I agree with what you just said. But what about when you don't change internally and suddenly you become president of the United States? <laughs>
0: Like I said, so that's the second part. We can't control what other people do. So, if okay. the majority of the country wants to be moronic and elect a moron, there's nothing we can do about it. Wait, wait, wait <laughs> I'm but also out. Real. You were on a good no, track. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Let's no, no, derail. you're supporting my point. That's a great but example.
2: Let's, <laughs> let's derail that for a second because Allah will not change the condition of a people until they change what is in themselves we didn't change what was in ourselves and therefore elected mm-hmm. an official that showed us that we didn't change within yep. ourselves. Yeah. And that's exactly what the first part of that, this quote is.
0: Nailed
2: the, it. Our condition won't change until we actually do the work. Exactly. We didn't do the work. And therefore this is the president we got.
0: And most of us still haven't done the work. <laughs> and, and stay tuned. We survived, we survived that harsh show and most I, of us still haven't done the work.
2: I have a lot less issue with the first sentence of this quote uh, than I do with the second sentence of this yeah, quote. Yeah, the first
1: part seems sort of like intuitive and and yeah. Although
2: it does feel very God helps those who help themselves.
0: It, you know, it does like, it does it does, it, it does feel that.
2: Just like a lot of Christian scriptures could say that and like we feel the same way about them. Um yeah, but but
1: so I'll God, repeat the second part, yeah, yeah, and when Allah intends for a people ill, there's no repelling it. you you like that one less.
2: I like that one less, but again, I want to start with like there are equal scriptures in Hebrew and Christian scriptures, mm. right? For those who help the Lord. like that's often the phrase we hear. like mm-hmm. God is good to those for those who, you know, praise the lord or whatever like over and over again it's
1: yes but what about this intending
0: ill for people so like, that, so that's that that's little more little, of the
2: problem that i'm having That feels well, a little well,
0: nasty what 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 that tells me is again i'm given wide birth benefit of the doubt here uh yeah. we don't have any control i don't believe there's an external deity uh uh that has control um you know we at the top of the show or was this in the pre-show? I don't remember when Shannon mentioned it's like, you know, becoming the Christian is the solution to everything, um, which she said very jokingly. So let's be clear about that. Right. Um, yeah. You know, there's uh, and, and I was about to say, but didn't because, oh, yeah, this was pre-show because you're about to start live streaming. And I was about to say, well, yeah, this is why I'm an atheist. So mm-hmm. in the in the in the in the technical sense of the term, you know, I don't I don't subscribe to the theism idea of there is a being mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. right god is not a being so 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 that being said we are not in control of anything and human beings have been struggling with this for as long as you human beings have existed if we can control anything especially uh, any the only thing we're in control of is ourselves right i was gonna that's, say
1: i'm pretty sure i chose this beverage
0: today that's <laughs> did you though Did you? you you? As a true
2: Calvinist, Brian, you know, that's not true. (laughs) You know, it was chosen for you by a series of things.
0: There you go. So, so right. We're, we're, we're not in control. So, so there is, there's a sense somehow there's this underlying current in a lot of theologies that if we do the right things, right. uh, We will not suffer pain and hardship that God's going to look out for us. Um, and and we will reap the benefits of being in god's favor and if we're not reaping the benefits therefore we must not be doing it right so there's a lot of that um if if this then that sort of built into to to a lot of theologies um but the truth of the matter is is that the only thing back to that previous question the only thing we are ever in control of is how we respond to something that happens that's it like, we we can't control what other people do in our lives. We can't control people living, people dying. We have no control. And this is infuriating. We're all parents. This is infuriating for well, us to, and I to, would, to no end.
2: <laughs> I would asterisk that, Ogan to say like, we even don't have control with necessarily how we react we have control over how we respond this is true right? this
0: is true we can we with practice we can gain control but you're absolutely right there are times the amygdala hijacks us right and like, and if we don't practice recognizing when it happens we will do some stuff
2: mm-hmm. that we
0: wish we could take back you know and
2: i and that's what i'm i mean i'm well i'm constantly struggling with that you know that what we what what lovingly is called a filter <laughs> But I, I mean, I totally believe humans have the capacity to change. Yes. I, I, I have a big problem, but I would have this problem in any religion and any, and I have it in my own religion that would say that there is a God that intends ill for people. And, and I want to also say that there are days that I wish I believed that, like, This is, I want to believe that um, like retribution of my growing up years, that God will judge you for your action. And, and I, I, there are days where I want to believe that the people that kept, that are still keeping kids in cages and that are bombing cities full of innocent people. And I still want to believe that they will have to answer for those sins. And that's hard. It's hard to it's harder to believe that they won't, to be honest.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
2: But again, I don't really know because I'm not in control.
0: <laughs> there, there you go. Not in your hands.
1: <laughs>
2: but I will say that is a that is a widely spread belief though that God shows favor on some Mm-hmm. God, you know, intends ill towards others, and it is all over, all over Scripture. Um,
0: Hebrew Christian and, and and what's fascinating, so like in a in a movement denomination like mine, Unity, which which says it dispels with uh, you know the old man in the sky theism deity and doesn't subscribe to that anymore. We still subscribe to the if we believe a certain way, then things will come to us and if good things aren't showing up in our life or negative slash bad things are showing up what's what's going on in our consciousness it's that your fault has, has brought this to us it's our fault yeah right so it's it's that what i call the the, the metaphysical malpractice thing yeah. um and, yeah. and i mean
2: there there are many who this is actually a comforting word for them that that it was somebody needs to be somebody needs to be blamed even if it's god yes. like Like, it's actually more comfortable that that it's God and and that there's blame for somebody
0: than that it's random or or my fault or well i remember i remember feeling when i when i when i first i guess for lack of a better term had my first deconstruction my my first of three when i my first deconstruction realized that that god wasn't a being in control right and I'm like, holy crap, no one's staring the bus, <laughs> right? So I had that panic. But then right. I actually got to a place of knowing that we can't control anything. That eventually bought me more comfort yeah. Yeah. because it made me realize I didn't have to try and control anything.
2: Well, it's comfortable when there's a villain, right? There's, there's a comfort. Oh, absolutely. It's much more comfortable when there's a good and a bad and... And that those are the categories. And even if we're okay with a little bit of gray, you know, like the fact that the gray is ninety eight percent of it, and one percent good and one percent bad, (laughs) if if it's a linear scale, like that's what's hard for us to understand.
1: It's a lot harder. You know. Yeah. For sure. All right. Do we have the energy to get into youth ministry for five or (laughs) ten? Bring it. We had right, confirmation
2: so- class for the first time in two years.
1: Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. Megan, stop.
2: Here
1: we go. Megan Dobbins wrote, for years, the American church has approached youth ministry as a numbers game. Quote, whatever gets them in the door has been the anthem, turning the church, quote, relevant in order to connect. Cool lights were installed. Loud music was played. All the pizza was bought and a room filled up with teenagers to give us uh, a 30- to give us a 30-minute motivational speech about how fun it is to be a Christian. And this has gone on now for more than four decades. She says, but now we are faced with an entirely new phenomenon and new generation. And that's the end of her quote, but you know, studies show that uh, Gen Z is no longer engaging with religious institutions, churches, et cetera, in prototypical ways, though the majority say that they're religious and or spiritual. So what does that mean for youth ministry going forward? So so
0: uh, the, the way you ask I'm exactly, still buying pizza. <laughs> who doesn't love pizza? I mean listen. Stick with the pizza, you'll go please. So so the original question you have here in the script is how might youth ministries need to innovate to survive? And my response you see I didn't like
1: that by changing it.
0: Uh, no, because my ready response was like, Why do they need to survive? Right. Right. Um, And if your emphasis is about survival, then, yes, you will do the most inauthentic gimmicky things. My thing is work with who shows up. Mm. Uh, So rather than create gimmicks to try and get kids in the door, because a lot of it is your, you know uh i heard it on a podcast the other day this is like you you you're basically looking at this is like a a multi-level marketing thing right get 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 them in early at the bottom level and you rise up so so it's so are we are we recruiting people to 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 fill our pews later is is that what we're looking at um and if yeah i was gonna say
1: what about gimmicks to get
0: adults in the door on sunday morning i I, I was i was gonna get there i was gonna get there too and again (laughs) Maybe we need to stop that, you know. Maybe we need we need to stop that and realize that we are we are existing at a time where the tabernacle model is in its death throes. If we haven't realized that yet, the idea of the the building is a central thing that people have have to come to in order to experience the message, or whatever. This so again to be clear, this is not a slight against creating community. At all, but it doesn't have to look like they need to come to the building. And if anyone after the pandemic is still thinking that, then we've missed the boat because because there are people who will not come back to the building because many churches had to pivot. They had to go online that they never did before. Right. And people are now realizing, oh, wait, this thing that I never wanted to do ain't half bad. Uh, you know, there will always be those people who come to the tabernacle, but you 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 can't just rely on that as this this is how we make this thing survive getting people to the tabernacle.
2: So I, I'm gonna take this out of youth ministry for a second, but I mean, like in terms of like getting people in the door, but I, I think what concerns me about this. Is that if so, Brian? You didn't read this, but in, in this you have percentages, and I don't know where you got them, so I'm just going to assume they're right. Um, <laughs> but always, then,
1: always best to assume if I gave you information, it's right, right? right. So,
2: <laughs> so Gen <laughs> Z, which is what ages? What ages are we talking about? Gen Z, yeah.
0: I don't even I mean, when I read that, I'm like, what is Gen? I think. 20s right you know like 20s my daughter's my daughter's 20 right. post high school 22 right so they're now post high school in their 20s am i okay.
1: old so further question am i old enough am i also old enough to have a gen z kid
2: uh yes
1: yeah
0: i got one i got uh, one am i not older than you
1: Yes, I, I am i think <laughs> a we're little bit age. So,
0: how old are you <laughs> i am 46 yeah i'm 40 i'm 47 i got a gen z kid <laughs>
2: So this was born between 97 and 2012. Yeah. So my kids are Gen Z, all of them.
0: There you go. So, there you go. so
2: um, anyway, so one of the things that I'm concerned about is uh, my oldest is the one that talks about this. And she's 14 in the eighth grade. And she is... <laughs> um, she sings at church on Thursday night. She is part of our youth and confirmation group, which is only once a month on Sunday afternoon. She sings at church on Sunday morning. And like, she was introduced, like a friend introduced her to another friend the other day and was like, this is Maggie. She goes to church. And like, it's <laughs> like a lot of her extracurricular activities are church, right? And and they were like, uh, okay, okay. And she is very—I mean, probably more than I would want her. Like sometimes I—it's a little feels a little cringy to me. But she is very authentically like she reads devotionals and she reads her scripture and she does these things and whatever. And and yet I look at this and I think if that's really the case between these 10 and 25 year olds which is where what the range is okay. is that 71% of them feel that they're religious and 78% of them feel that they're spiritual. What my concern is is that this re, this idea of religion or this idea of spirituality is being passed down in a way that is a lot more self-help mm. and a lot less community driven. Yeah. Because 78% of Gen Zs or seventy-one percent that are religious of Gen Zs aren't coming to church. Right,
0: right, right.
2: That's fact.
0: Yeah. Well, is it is it again is it a question of being retooled and repackaged as self-help um, poorly in a lot of cases, or is it again access? Is it is it about how they get their information? Right. So so cell phone. Right. We right. We, we are in the internet age. We both uh hop into the metaverse age. I think for me, it's about access and so how, how they get the information right. as opposed to, so, so look at my daughter who's, who's 21, who I don't know if she will ever admit that she's spiritual. Right. But we have, as a she grew up with two parents who were ministers, right. right? Often the only kid sitting at the back with a box of crayons and a coloring book when we're doing church service, Yep, right? you know, who who recently when I, when i started my new uh my new project my new online project she goes this makes more sense i never understood what you and mom did like this right. is this is what she says to me okay so 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 the idea again which i think is very it took me a while to noodle that through but i think what she was trying to say is the idea of us getting up getting dressed come to a place on sunday morning to do what we do does not make sense at a time when i can flip open my phone and get all the things you guys are talking about
2: yes but that's where the instagram theology is there's no community behind it there's no besides scrolling there's no ritual and, there, and again we're moving to places where there's community there but my the the platitude that i get from that like there's n- there's not conversation on the substance
1: so so well, and there's here, not here, there's no, no, not
0: a no, relationship. I'm right? going to push back on that. I'm going to push back on that because I have witnessed her talking to friends her age from the time, you know, in her later teens and now in her early twins. I've witnessed her talking to friends, and yes, the conversation around this is happening. Right. Not in a not in an organized delivery way as we would at church, not in a we planned a lesson around this. Trust me, they may be getting the source material might be memes, but they're having in-person conversations around this. Uh, We were just in Barbados and one of her friends joined us um, for for one of the weeks and her friends having some interesting life experiences right now. And I'm hearing Joy talk to her. Right. And hear them talk to each other and then Joy looking at me and saying, what do you think? And I was like, I can't top what you just said. Right. And there is there is there is both spiritual, emotional and psychological wisdom baked in to, to what she shared and also some of the stuff her friends saying. The conversations are happening. They're just not happening in the way that that those of us who grew up in in youth church. And for whom the church was the both the center, I'll speak for myself, the center of my spiritual and my social life, right? All packaged into one. Yeah. Th- that's not the case anymore for so many of these 71%.
1: Frame it is that it's not going through gatekeepers. It's more a process right. of self-discovery yes. based on my where I am and, and what my need is. Yes.
2: And I don't, I don't discount any of that or its importance. I actually like. I, I like it and I think it's important. What I want to add to it is the generational wisdom, is the family wisdom, is the ritual that comes with yeah. the community of whether it's the community of, I mean, I, you know what? I've said this multiple times. I've seen just as much community in a group of people going Pokemon hunting than I have in a church community, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Re- and and I'm not discounting that. I'm I, but I'm saying that like I I really wish we could get through a both and. So I'm a person who in seminary one of my professors, Dr. Stephen Ray, who I adore, oh, said to me, he's "We he is good." And he moved to Baltimore recently, and I'm so excited because we get to watch movies and have lunch. Um. So, and he said in one of our classes, he said we don't. We don't raise children in our church to someday be members of our church. We raise children in our church because one, it's the right thing to do. And two, maybe they'll go out and be members of other churches and be healthy, strong leaders, or maybe they'll just be healthy, strong people. And that needs to be good enough for us.
1: Yes. So I
2: live in, understand and live into that 1000%, right? That like, what I'm just trying to produce are young, healthy, kind, generous children, compassionate people in the world, whether or not they go to church or whatever. What I want them to know more than anything is that the world can be a lonely place and that you can have a place that you go that will always provide a community for you. And a, and I actually find so much benefit in the multi-generational community.
1: Yeah. So what you're saying is what 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 matters as an end result is not uh future church membership, it is well-adjusted, uh character-built human beings who are doing good in the world and who know where to find help and how to be help. And and also if church is a way to you know help you do and be that it's there but it's not the goal.
2: And and let me also say there that not all churches have that goal. And so this isn't like right like this isn't
0: I was just about to say that. <laughs>
2: this isn't damn it that 71 need to be butts in seats. This isn't about butts and seats, right? That's that's but, the But flaw. let's be clear
0: for some it is.
2: For some it is. But but what I will say is that the the ritual of the butt in the seat is part of what brings you to that holistic person.
0: Yeah. And
2: and again, what worked for me doesn't necessarily need to work for my kids. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not saying that. But
0: And and to your point about the both and earlier, all all what you said about about the 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 healthy benefit that that church community serves and intergenerational community within church serves and a place to go um to the both and point, that also exists outside of church it can also exist outside of church and and we and i don't know that a lot of churches are okay with that hence the hence the push to how do we get these kids in here um so so it's 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 a both and and again if you look at the numbers it's increasingly becoming less of the the come to church to find that and and also to your point, Shannon, there is a certain um um fakeness, uh unrealistic um element to the online community as well. But let's also be clear, there's that in church too. Yeah. Right? Oh, so, so, so so I you, mean, we, you gotta admit that too.
2: We're imperfect on every level,
0: right? E- exactly. What exactly. I
2: want is actually to so um the devotional Derek and I are doing for Lent, like this was our topic this morning, is that it, it it's actually our imperfection that makes us lovable. Like nobody likes a perfect person. Like that's, they're not like, it's not that they're not lovable, but it's, you know. Is it's that why you harder. don't
1: like
0: Tom Brady?
2: <laughs> okay, seriously. We
0: listen, got, listen, we are that, n- that, that dude that dude was in retirement, what? Three weeks home with the kids three, for like, three weeks. And it's like, I am going okay
2: the only meme i posted about it which was my favorite one which was even tom brady looked at 7.9 inflation and was like damn i'm going back to work that was my favorite but anyway you all get the point we're not going to solve this problem it's just you know i want i think that i think that our biggest epidemic is loneliness and what i want is to say is that If you're a religious person or even a spiritual person, you have opportunity for community in a way that, you know, others may not. So like, take advantage of that. I also think this could be a whole nother conversation about um, possibly having an expert in the room and that there are areas where that is helpful and not everybody, not everybody that's putting out the platitudes have the knowledge to back that up when things actually get hard. Um, but again, those are there there are resources there, but um it's a lot. There's just there's a there's a lot to this question.
0: Yeah. There, there is, there is. And 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 let's remember ec- experts on TikTok too. And and and, and again and not y- and our youth have an amazing cross. well, they have our our young people have an amazing ability to weed weed through sure. the the experts versus the posers. Right. Yep. right. So we, we gotta, we gotta trust that, uh, in, in them as well. Yeah. I guess
2: I have to wait for my kids to get a little older to do that because 10 to 14 isn't cutting it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 My last comment
1: on this is that it reminds me in some ways about the whole idea of pub theology. And when, right. when I first started doing this, people assumed the goal was to get more people to come to my church. And I always said, no, the goal is to have good conversations with people who think differently than we do so that we can all be better human beings. And, and for some folks, it didn't connect because their whole idea was if this is something you're doing as a pastor, the bottom line has to be more butts in seats. And for me to right. say, no, that's not the goal. Actually, the goal is to what I just said, right? Help us go deeper. And actually a result might be people leave your church because they discover things you know that they need to explore. And maybe your church isn't the place for that and that's okay like we have to be okay with people self-directing their spiritual experience
0: and, and lives I, I thought the goal was bare did i miss the fine print <laughs> when we started this goal. whole thing I think that's a side benefit
2: <laughs> feel, all right
0: i feel like I'm, i've been hoodwinked <laughs> well
2: with that i'm cutting you off <laughs> that's last call Thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pup Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre- and post-show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Our top cities this week are Chandler, Arizona, Paris, France, and Gainesville, Georgia.
0: Wee wee. Got to visit the Paris folks when you're there, man.
2: I mean, will do. Watch us live on Tuesdays on Facebook around 4 4 30 p.m. Eastern. Find or create a pub theology in your town. You can learn more at pubtheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.
0: And we have a like of theology in Paris. Like, oh, can you set that up? When you're there? we're
1: all in agreement that we would we would
0: like that.
2: We would like that. <laughs> so, so can I tell you about something about like last call? So, we have a couple of drinks, and then they they clearly decide that they're like like 11:30, close to midnight. They're like, yeah, we're we're done. Like, all the staff was like, we're calling it, we're done. So they were like, okay, last call. And Derek and I were like, well, okay, we'll have one more, you know? And they looked at us like, what? And I was like, last call means do you want anything else? Yeah, this is your
1: last chance to order a beverage.
2: To order a beverage. And like, I was like, if you want to leave now, last call should have been 15 minutes ago.